You are Locked On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This one's for Pat. The ball is free. Denver's got a touchdown, Denver. Here's your host of Locked On Broncos, NFL analyst Cody Rourke. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Broncos brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. This is your host, Cody Rourke, NFL analyst covering the Broncos nationally, as well as writer and contributor over at Predominantly Orange covering all things news, tidbits, and information. Denver Broncos right there, predominantlyorange.com. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL and Predominantly Orange at Predom Orange. Also, be sure to leave a five-star review. Tell us why you love Locked On Broncos to be automatically entered in our monthly contest giveaway, which is coming up here. We'll announce the details here on Friday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. But obviously, on tonight's episode, we're going to talk about some latest news and information around the National Football League regarding the Denver Broncos. A couple of bits of information, nothing too much, obviously, as the slow offseason continues to pain us. I don't know how we'll survive. We'll get through it, though. And then, obviously, we're going to talk about the NFL Championship Week and the AFC and NFC Championship games are kicking off this weekend between the New England Patriots and the Jacksonville Jaguars, as well as the NFC side of things with the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Winners of those games go to advance to the Super Bowl in Minnesota. So Minnesota has a chance. The Vikings have a chance to host the Super Bowl in their hometown if they beat the Eagles. And what a what an amazing thing that would be. I couldn't even imagine it. Denver needs a Super Bowl. Let Denver host the Super Bowl. That would be amazing. I guarantee you have a lot of fans that would be sold out as it is every year at the Super Bowl. It's a it's a top commodity to be at. Why not have it in Denver? As of right now, we don't have any snow. So, hey, there goes that excuse that most people used that we can't have it in a location where it's wintertime because of snow. Well, you know what? You can also have snow in Minnesota. So, oh, a lot of different things, though. But I think the important thing that we all have to look at is that the NFL season is almost over, and, and it's definitely a very bittersweet thing. And I'll tell you this, it's been an up-and-down NFL season. All these teams, the Final Four here in the NFL playoffs, they've been through a lot. The Denver Broncos have been through a lot. The Broncos are looking at 2018 to rebuild. The other teams here in the playoffs are you know, at that point where you know they, everything that they've worked for, it's all going to come down to this Sunday, and if they advance and they go on, then everything they worked on is going to build up to the Super Bowl, and, and once you get to the big game, that's special. But getting there is the hardest part, and so obviously we're going to talk about the NFL playoff matchups here later on in the show. So we're going to start things off, obviously, with some latest Broncos news and updates. So today on the Denver Broncos side of things, the Denver Broncos signed three players to future contracts with the team. Now, they signed Kenny Bell, a wide receiver, a tackle, Andreas Knapp, and defensive lineman Deshaun Williams. Now, Bell, he's a third-year player from the University of Nebraska who was on the practice squad for the Baltimore Ravens this past year and obviously in 2016 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was a fifth round draft pick. It's going to be obviously uh, (laughs) his father Ken. Ken Bell played in Denver for the Denver Broncos and obviously he's had a 
a lot of kick returns. So maybe Bell could be a kick returner for the Denver Broncos. We need some bolstering in that side of things. Now, obviously, Andreas Knapp is a tackle that the Denver Broncos are probably going to bring in to be a camp body. Now, he's been on the practice squads of the Atlanta Falcons, the Washington Redskins, and the Indianapolis Colts all throughout this season. So he's bounced around the NFL for quite a bit. He's a big guy, six foot eight, 315 pounds. So I imagine the Broncos are going to bring him in more so as a camp body, but who knows? Obviously, a future contract with the Denver Broncos is on the line. So we'll see where that goes from there. And obviously, Deshaun Williams, a six foot one, 295-pound defensive lineman. He was out of Clemson. He's most likely uh, a player that won't see a lot of time. Obviously, spent 2017 on the Bengals practice squad. Uh, he's, he's a guy I don't really think he's going to be there. Obviously, when we look at these future contracts, they're not really a guarantee for a future spot on the roster. They're obviously, they're, they give you a chance in training camp and obviously mini camp to be able to display your talents. And they, they could be some surprise guys. You know, I'm not too sure. I haven't seen a lot of Kenny Bell or Andre Snap or Deshaun Williams to know enough about them to think that, okay, well, these guys are going to come and obviously make an immediate impact at some positions, especially in the D-line, some wide receiver areas, and obviously a tackle where the Denver Broncos are really struggling. But obviously, depth is a main thing that the Denver Broncos want to look at. And on the other side of things, obviously, during Black Monday in the NFL where coaches were being fired, the Denver Broncos let go longtime running back coach Eric Studersville, who's been a veteran coach for the Denver Broncos in the National Football League, very sought-after candidate, uh, had an interview to become the New York Giants head coach. Obviously, that didn't pan out, but Adam Gase is expected to be hiring Studersville to coach their running back. So now, here's the angle, the Denver Bronco angle we need to look at when we talk about Eric Studersville and obviously what his hiring in Miami could mean now. Before the Denver Broncos signed C.J. Anderson's contract extension, there was heavy traction. Heavy traction with inside the organization and outside the rumor mill where C.J. Anderson was leaning heavily on signing in Miami with Adam Gase to be Adam Gase's running back down there. But instead, they had Jay Ajayi, and it never quite worked out for C.J. Anderson as he decided to sign back with the Denver Broncos. Obviously, got to go on and, and compete, win a Super Bowl with the Broncos in 2015, had an OK to 2016 got hurt and at that point the Broncos kind of spirit was kind of dampened in 2016 due to quarterback play and and just not a lot of production from the running back spot you didn't have a lot of consistency on the offense side of the ball in 2016 and when you look at 2017 CJ Anderson was the workhorse he got a lot of carries well over 200 carries surpassed a thousand yards so that was a good accomplishment for CJ Anderson but I would not be surprised if we see CJ Anderson in Miami this offseason you heard it here first and obviously you got to tie in the Adam Gase connection and the fact that C.J. Anderson could be a cap casualty for the Denver Broncos this offseason. That's highly likely from what I'm hearing. We've probably seen the last of C.J. Anderson as a Denver Bronco. Wouldn't be surprised if we see him in Miami. So obviously there is your Denver Broncos rundown, the TMZ report of everything Denver Broncos. Now, before we get to our further segment here, I want to take the time to tell you guys about what we have going on over here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, Adam Adas over at Locked On Nuggets has you covered with the latest analysis and obviously the recap of the Denver Nuggets 105-102 victory over the Dallas Mavericks yesterday at Pepsi Center. Nikola Jokic, double-double, 18 rebounds, 27 or 28 points, 6 assists. The Nuggets hold on after a fourth quarter collapse to win and beat Dirk Nowitzki and obviously 
obviously a very talented Dallas Mavericks team. You can catch the full recap over there from Adam Adez over at Locked On Nuggets. And be sure to check out Matt Williamson's Locked On NFL for all the latest NFL news and updates here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, jumping into our NFL Divisional Playoff Preview. Obviously, the quarterbacks in the AFC and NFC Championship game, Tom Brady, Case Keenum, Blake Bortles, and Nick Foles. That's a very unlikely. We've been used to seeing, you know, more so Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, but the NFL hasn't been that way since, obviously, Peyton Manning's departure. But you have, obviously, Tom Brady, the most experienced of all quarterbacks there, and Nick Foles and Case Keenum leading a very surprising rally of their teams to, obviously, the playoffs and, and obviously, to perform well. Nick Foles played great in the second half against the Falcons. Case Keenum played phenomenal towards the end and obviously had that big play to Stephon Diggs at the end of the game. you got to catch all the recap yesterday in our episode where we played to you the Locked On Vikings reaction to that, obviously. If you miss that go check it out and if you want to hear more about that go find locked on vikings here on the locked on podcast network to hear the full interview and full recap with former quarterback sage rosenfels over there at locked on vikings but uh you know the nfl playoffs have been very interesting and like i said you know last week's games were very entertaining now the championship weekend the build-up for it is definitely something that gets you very excited and and we're going to look at the new england patriots versus the jacksonville jaguars first the jacksonville jaguars having to travel up to foxborough to take on tom Brady in a hostile road environment. The Jaguars this year, obviously no, be, not a stranger to obviously being road warriors. Now they got to host a first-round playoff game and, and defeated the Buffalo Bills, and then they had to travel to Pittsburgh. And they they overcame it, and they, they obviously won up there in Pittsburgh against Tom Brady. Very good receiving core, and Juju Smith-Schuster, Antonio Brown, and Martavis Bryant, obviously tailback Le'Veon Bell with Ben Roethlisberger quarterback. The Jacksonville Jaguars defense was phenomenal. They're stout. They're very tough. And so I think, if anything, when we look at this matchup, it's going to be a lot on how this defense plays against, uh, obviously, Tom Brady and the weapons he has. I don't think there's anybody on the Jacksonville Jaguars, heck, anybody in the NFL, really, that can cover Rob Gronkowski. Now, if you put a guy over the top of Rob Gronkowski, then that leaves room underneath for speedy, quick guys like Chris Hogan, Danny Amendola to make plays and catch it underneath, and obviously Brandon Cooks to have have a lot of success now I look at the New England Patriots in this game as really not taking a lot of chances on the outside. Obviously, the Jaguars are going to be matched up in a lot of man coverage or even cover two man under, and you're going to see a lot of different crossing patterns by the New England Patriots, and obviously some out routes, corner combos with Rob Gronkowski at the tight end position, and obviously a lot of Deion Lewis, and the good news for the Patriots, they get Rex Burkhead back for this matchup. It's going to be Tom Brady's experience versus a very talented and stout defense in Jackson and obviously Calais Campbell, Malik Jackson are some guys to watch in this game to try to get to Tom Brady. Malik Jackson has a history of getting to Tom Brady and obviously battering and making Tom Brady run for his life outside of Von Miller. So this is going to be an interesting matchup from that standpoint. But if I go back and watch the game film against Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger did a very good job of tearing up the middle of the Jacksonville Jaguars secondary. So I expect Tom Brady to pick on the safeties to Sean Gibson. And, and uh, I really expect that to be a quick emphasis that we expect to see a lot of quick hitting plays more so quick passes either a one step or a three step drop ball is going to be released to a certain spot Tom Brady's going to read the coverage audible out of it if the pass isn't there and obviously utilize the running back game between Deion Lewis James White and Rex Burkhead and Tom Brady's obviously getting to the conference championship once again and it's unbelievable 
the accomplishment for him in that facet, let alone, is impressive. Not many quarterbacks in the National Football League have done that. So obviously him, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, been some guys to get deep in the playoffs. But Tom Brady has been a stable name that consistently does it year in and year out. So the New England Patriots are, are ready for you know the gauntlet. They're obviously on a mission to get back to the Super Bowl, win it once again, back-to-back is their goal. And the Jacksonville Jaguars offensively, you have to look at this game Blake Bortles, I don't think, is going to be able to do the things that he's been able to do against Buffalo and obviously Pittsburgh with running the ball. I think they're going to spy Blake Bortles. I think they're going to have, obviously, a contained guy who's, you know, Matt Patricia is going to be in his head. And obviously, the outside linebackers, defensive ends, faces all week saying, you need to keep outside contained. He can hurt us with the run. If the, you know, obviously, the, um, if the Jacksonville Jaguars go to more empty set, obviously they're going to try to clear out the outside. So obviously the outside linebackers, unless they're in a nickel package, have to free up a little bit. But the DNs have to keep contained, and maybe you spy him with an inside linebacker just to make sure he has the he doesn't hurt you with his legs the way he did. And, and that's one thing that Blake Bortles did in that game. He responded very well to adversity when the Pittsburgh Steelers would strike and gain closer. Blake Bortles hurt the you know Steelers back with his legs, and obviously extended play quick hitting passes on third and one or obviously second and three to move the chains to his tight end and obviously getting the fullback utilized a little bit in their offense so you know the New England Patriots defense Matt Patricia is going to have a tough task especially if the Jacksonville Jaguars defense is aggressive and is getting to Tom Brady early on they're going to need to find a way defensively to stop Blake Bortles in the offense so if I were them I would run the ball a lot with you know Leonard Fournette I think Leonard Fournette is a phenomenal back he's a big guy obviously dealing with an ankle injury I think that they need to find a healthy balance of giving him the ball and seeing what they can do and obviously TJ Yeldon's another guy that can have a really strong impact in the running game for the Jaguars offense but this is going to be a tough game I think this is going to be the toughest test for obviously the Jacksonville Jaguars and I think that Tom Brady and them are going to review the Los Angeles Rams game tape and obviously the playoff matchups that the Jacksonville Jaguars played against Buffalo and the Pittsburgh Steelers to find some weaknesses and they're going to be drilling that in and practice all week long and it's going to be a tough game. I, I see Tom Brady and the Patriots beating the Jaguars and advancing to the Super Bowl once again. They're going to be my pick for the AFC this year unfortunately. I just don't think the Jacksonville has enough offensive firepower to match the firepower offensively that the New England Patriots have as much as it hurts me to say that to give the New England Patriots any credit it's definitely a tough thing but you know that's the NFL that's the way I see it based on watching film just from a coach's perspective I already see a lot of things where I could expect Tom Brady and New England to take apart and attack in the Jacksonville Jaguars defense obviously there's not a lot of weaknesses on that defense but you got to take advantage of the middle get to Sean Gibson cross a little bit obviously some deep crossing powders to make Gibson choose who he has to go with and if Tom Brady's offensive line can keep him upright Tom Brady will be a surgeon against the Jacksonville Jaguars now on the NFC side of the ball you have the Minnesota Vikings and you have the Philadelphia Eagles now if if last week's game is any indication between both of these teams this is going to be a defensive battle and the reason I say that is I watched the game I went back and watched the Falcons and the Eagles game and defensively the Philadelphia Eagles were very stout. Now, Fletcher Cox is an absolute animal on the interior. He's done a very good job of attacking, obviously creating pushback and obviously pushing the offensive line back into the quarterback, kind of collapsing the pocket a little bit. I, I think that 
the win over the Atlanta Falcons was good for the Eagles. Now, Nick Foles struggled in the first half, and, and obviously the defense had to carry him a little bit, carry the load for that game. But Nick Foles made a lot of very good choices late in the game, smart choices, auto bowling, quick play actions, not RPOs, obviously some quick play action, uh, dump offs to the tailbacks. The screen game was working really well for the Eagles, and obviously the Falcons couldn't find a way to stop it. So against the Vikings, you got to find a way to do the same thing. you got to pick apart the defensive side of the ball for the Vikings. And if you want to do that, go watch what Drew Brees did against the Vikings. Now, Drew Brees struggled with an interception at one point, but Drew Brees was finding all the routes the corner route the out route the hitch route the comeback he was everywhere the deep crossing routes are going to be definitely something you want to utilize especially with Anthony Barr on the inside as an inside linebacker very versatile and stopping the run and also being able to cover you know I think that uh it's important that the Philadelphia Eagles have had Ronald Darby back in the lineup. That's been a huge thing for them. They've been able to first turnovers. They've been able to move the ball at will offensively with the run game, the combination of LeGarrette Blount and Jay Ajayi. Now on the other side of the ball, you have to look at obviously the Minnesota Vikings. You have Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, two very talented receivers, and obviously Rudolph at tight end, and obviously Latavius Murray at running back. Now Case Keenum has shown how disciplined he's been this year, and, and that he he can overcome adversity by being able to stand in the pocket. When the pocket collapses, he rolls out. He extends plays with his legs. Even when he's getting pressured, he's still making throws. And I tell you what, he's just he's got a lot of confidence. And why not? Why wouldn't you have a lot of confidence after you know a big play to, to beat the New Orleans Saints that you did again you know against them late in the game with about 10 seconds left? Stephon Diggs, that play right there gives you a lot of confidence. And this is going to be a battle. I think that we're going to see a lot of defensive matchups here in the NFL, AFC, and NFC divisional playoffs. I think we're going to be very entertained, and I think we're going to get our money's worth in, obviously, championship weekend. It's just definitely exciting. Now, Case Keenum, a guy who spent a lot of time in Los Angeles. You know, you look at the Minnesota Vikings, and behind Case Keenum, you have Sam Bradford, former Ram as well. And obviously, they deactivated Teddy Bridgewater. So I would expect we could see Teddy Bridgewater somewhere else. But Case Keenum obviously has done a very good job. He had 318 yards passing against the Saints, and he and he protects the football. He doesn't make a lot of bad decisions with the football, and I think that's going to be a very big pair and a combination for obviously Case Keenum, the running game, Pat Shermer, obviously to make a solid game plan around getting the ball out quickly and attacking the Philadelphia Eagles defense because they're going to be aggressive. They're going to come after Case Keenum and they need to find a way to keep Case Keenum upright. If they could do this, I think the Minnesota Vikings have a very good chance to host the Super Bowl in their hometown. My prediction is going to be the Vikings win this one. It's a close game. It's a defensive juggernaut. Obviously, a big battle between these two talented defenses and obviously it's going to come down to I think the last drive where there's either a turnover or a score so we're going to see how this all game plays obviously you can catch the divisional matchups this week on Fox and CBS and then obviously the Super Bowl will be on NBC on in February so a lot of exciting news around the National Football League regarding the build-up to obviously championship week and you can catch out more information with Matt Williamson over there at Locked On NFL be sure to give him a follow at Williamson NFL on Twitter to check out the show. Obviously, don't forget to leave a review of the show. Tell us why you love Lockdown Broncos. Send me a message. If there's anything I can do better, if there's something I can do to enhance your listening,
listening experience here on Locked On Broncos, message me and let me know. I definitely, I like to grow and I definitely enjoy doing this podcast. I enjoy interacting with all of you fans and I look forward to it. Obviously, the future contests that we have and obviously the future discussions we have. We have a lot of great engagements on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Like I said yesterday, I posted on Twitter. If you are interested in writing for Lockdown Broncos, please send me a bio of yourself and a little example of your work to DenverBroncosLockedOn at gmail.com. I'll forward your email and everything to the site writer. We'll get you on there and you can start writing for LockedOnBroncos.com as an analyst for the Denver Broncos. So excited for that. If you have any questions, reach out to me on Twitter. Obviously, we'll be back tomorrow for another edition of Lockdown Broncos. We'll cover the spread of all the NFL games this week here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Broncos, part of the Locked On NFL branch. Once again, this is your host, Cody Rourke, saying goodnight and go Broncos.